get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Michelle Smallman, Dan McLaughlin, Randy Carricker, great to have you with us on 101 ESPN in St. Louis, where it's 8.02, your time check brought to you by Clarkson Jewelers, an officially licensed Rolex jeweler. We've talked a lot this week about the failed Super League uh, that uh, the, the uh, that's happening over in Europe with all of the different soccer teams, a dozen of them that wanted to form a Super League. And one of those teams, one of those franchises, Arsenal, owned by former St. Louis Rams owner and now Los Angeles Rams owner, Stan Kroenke. And we get an opportunity to talk to Toby Parks. Toby is the host of the Arsenal Editor podcast. Uh, You can find him on Twitter at Arsenal underscore editor. And he's with us on the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. Toby, thank you so much for taking some time with us here in St. Louis. Hi, guys. Hi, Randy, Michelle, Dan. It's lovely to be here. It's an absolute pleasure. Even though it is slightly stressful at times in the sporting world, it's... uh, Great to be talking to you. Well, we want to start with this because we have a great deal of disdain and dislike for Stan Kroenke here in St. Louis. How much do Arsenal fans dislike Stan Kroenke? Oh, I mean, it's good to hear we've got some familiar uh, themes across the pond because, quite frankly, he's not very well liked. If I was able to swear at 8 in the morning in the U.S. time, I would. (laughs) It's the afternoon in the U.K., so uh, I would be allowed over here, but I'll, I'll appreciate that it's probably not allowed. Um, it's a really difficult one. I mean, he's not liked at all. I mean, the whole franchise proposed model of the Super League was sort of one of the things that, that's really sort of on the, the, cam- the straw that broke the, the camel's back, so to speak. Um, you know, since his takeover, uh, it really sort of underlined one of the issues that is kind of going wrong with Premier League football at the moment generally, and that's without the Super League even coming into fruition. So, you know, it used to be that the ownership was very... Uh, fan based so like if you're a really successful fan for whatever reason and hey maybe that'll be me one day you you got to buy the club or co-own it um, and then it sort of happened that Manchester City and Chelsea and all that sort of thing started to, to happen where big owners would come in from abroad and take control of the club and but not really have you know their heart in it so you know and, and, and that's what we've kind of seen so and you know I'm very aware that he took uh, the Rams away from you guys, you know, so and uh, that that's kind of in the back of my mind. And the franchise models always scared us. So, Toby, ahead of the match uh, today in your time out there, there's going to be protests called Cronky Out. Cronky is obviously, as you said, disliked there. If you could swear you would. We feel that same sentiment. Trust me. What can we expect mm-hmm. when we tune in to see these protests? How many people will be there and what's the motivating factor there? Yeah, look, people people are hurt. You know, people over here um, really value the competition. They love the club. They don't just like financially invest in the club in terms of the expensive tickets and all the merchandise that you buy and everything like that. It's a real emotional investment. You spend time talking about it. You spend time 
battling with your friends and the opponents, you know, when you speak to them in, 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 in the street and things. But, um, and, and when something like this happens, it really sparks, like, and you've seen it across a few clubs, particularly in London, it sparks, like, genuine, you know, uh, outrage, really. And I expect a huge crowd. Um, I expect uh, smoke flares, and I expect potentially the fans not letting the bus into the stadium. And, and that happened at Chelsea. Um, you know, like I, I, I would be kind of wary that, you know, COVID's still flying around. And the, my worry is that, you know, it's a very balanced time. And I hope that the crowds don't get too heated in, in, in the sense that, you know, they get too close to each other. Um, and look, if we can all keep two metres apart and we can stay, you know, spread out and make our voice heard in a really respectful way that is really safe, it, that will be more powerful than, than any message. And Josh, I know, Josh Conkey, the son of Stan, is... is um, he's the voice of the Cronkies over here. I don't know if it's the same over in the USA, but so um, I know that he's had a lot of conversations with the fan forums and it did not go down well. He was hammered in the, in the Zoom call with the, the um, fan forums and he was told explicitly uh, that we, as the fan base, want him to leave um, and at least, you know, sell the, the club back to some kind of owner that is a bit more invested in the club emotionally. And Josh is really good at saying the right things, like really good. Um but we all know that kind of comes to nothing in the end. And uh, so I think everyone's just had enough and this is really the time to say it. Yeah, you just led me into my next question was, who's the mouthpiece from the ownership group? Do you guys see Stan at all? Is Stan ever around there? You just said Josh is around there. Um, so d- does Stan ever show up at these games? Is he ever over there? Is he in the papers? Is he on TV, radio, anything trying to connect with the fan base? I, as a personally, I've never, I can't even tell you what his voice sounds like. Like, I've never heard him talk about the club. I've seen him, um, he's gone to a couple of the finals. Um, I've seen him in his red striped suit, uh, sorry, pinstripe suit. Um, you know, I, there's a rumor going around that the journalist was sitting behind Stan in his first uh, game that he attended. I believe it was one of the first games after he bought the club. And he, and he said, which club's mine? Um, you know, and, and that's, that's kind of very typical of, of, of you know, his, his kind of stance and what he does with the club. But look, and look, I do want to say, I mean, to be fair to Josh Cronkey, um, as, as a person, not as like a KSE entity, he does say the right thing and he comes over and he, he's quite charismatic. Um, but he's done it a couple of times and, you know, they have put a couple of investments once or twice into signings. But you know, the majority of those times they've been in conjunction with some really dodgy agents. They've been mutual sort of benefactors in very different areas that aren't the club necessarily. We've ended up overpaying and that sort of thing. And a lot of that money's ended, ended up coming out of, uh, you know, the Arsenal pot itself anyway. And, um, you know, it, it just plays into this whole rhetoric. And Josh was at the lead of this. Um, when we had to, like, uh, we ended up having mass redundancies. So, like, you know, 50 people lost their jobs. Um, the players took wage cuts, all this sort of thing. When we've got a billionaire plummeting however much, you know, money into a stadium, I believe, in the USA. And so it's, and, and it's like, you know, we're getting people redundant and then he's entering us into to Super Leagues where we're going to get, you know, 3.5 billion or whatever it is as a, as a, as a club group. Um, and it just doesn't play well. And I think for a club that people love and really respect and are very proud of, it's, it's really damaging to, to, to what you are proud of as a club. Toby, it seems like to me that this is uh, what it comes down to is his 
emotional disengagement that if it was another owner that you people you you fans felt like was in the boat and was as emotionally engaged with you even though this iconic franchise has fallen on some hard times if at least you thought the the, the owner cared about you as the fans you'd feel completely different is that right is, is does this come down to Stan Kroenke's disengagement yeah absolutely and and look football fans are fickle they they kind of want it both ways so, you know, historically, we've loved the fact that one of the fans will get involved, they're passionate, they go to every game, um, and they're kind of, they're, they're almost losing money, but they're just there because they love the club. Um, but we're also quite fickle, and you can only have to look as far as Chelsea and Man City, right? So they've got two foreign owners who are very distant, uh, and, and sort of, you know, Man City from the Middle East, Russian for Chelsea. They pumped millions and millions, and they effectively bought the leagues in a kind of franchise way. Um, and I bet you, you know, when Kroenke came along or something like that, when we were all fans, we were thinking, do you know what? I want a piece of that because if someone's going to pay for success, then not in a, in a roundabout way, but we'd like to be sort of part of the success. But what's happened with Kroenke is that money's been coming out of the club and it's really gone hand in hand with our, with our lack of success on the pitch. We've slid down from being, when Wenger was around, our manager and the previous owners, you know, we were a top four club. We were getting into the Champions League, which is the pinnacle of... Uh, European football and it's, we were consistently there we, in my lifetime I'd never seen us not qualify and now since the Cronkies arrived we, we've not qualified since and when that goes hand in hand and they're not putting the money into the club that others are and we sort of expected this even if it wasn't an emotional investment at least like a financial and at least having a face there you know it's we, if, that, if, that had any, if, if there was any success in the club then I guess we wouldn't even be having this conversation you know because Chelsea and City aren't they're very successful at the moment and they're not, you know, crowding outside their owners, even though they are disenfranchised and they are um, maybe just sort of not putting their face to it as much. And, uh, but they're successful. So they're not outside the gates of their club, but it's just all of this tied into one. And it's just, it's really upsetting to see. Toby, everything you're saying, everyone in St. Louis is either driving in their cars or they're listening to this on, on their streaming devices, whatever, and they're nodding their heads because Stan Kroenke, the Kroenke family, it's the same exact playbook as we had here in St. Louis. He becomes the majority owner of the team. He's never around. He's never in the community, completely divested emotionally and physically. He never really poured money into the franchise until they moved it to L.A. So everything you're saying, we're like, yep, that's exactly right. That's the Stan Kroenke. <laughs> playbook here but you talked about the Super League and we watching it from afar were very encouraged because the fans rarely get a win in situations like this owners come together when greed is the motivating factor usually they win out and fans just have to adjust to whatever they want and the fans the media everybody who loves the construct of soccer made their voices heard and the owners have to acquiesce to that so do you look at what happened with the dismantling of the super league and think maybe as arsenal fans we can do the same thing maybe we can mobilize together and make our voices heard enough that we can do something to force Kroenke out. Yeah, I, look, I, it's a really good point because I think there should be like some positives that we can take from this because it was really exciting the fact that so many people were so encouraged um, and got together in such a powerful way across social media, everybody on the television was super, super, you know, against it. And it really, really helped the narrative to push these clubs away from, or the owners, I should say, away from what was a really bad decision and was against all competition. Um, you know, I would say that, you know, the Premier League, UEFA, FIFA, uh, uh, they're not innocent. Um, and the way that football is at the moment is, is still not, it's really good because, you know, there's still a hell of a lot of competition, but it is designed in a way to 
keep the successful club successful and the others not. Um, but there are other issues. And, and I think, you know, this, it's a money versus money argument when it comes to the league versus the Super League. It's not, a, you know, fundamental competition versus versus money like it's sort of portrayed. Although the fans really, are, you know, I want the football and, I, and they want the money. But, you know, I think from a, from a league point of view, they, they are all about the money. But that's just the reality we've accepted. And, and that is fine because there's still competition there. You can get relegated and that sort of thing. But going back to your positives, you're absolutely right. Like, for me, the, the UEFA, for example, if somebody's racist in a game, they get a 10-match ban, absolute tops, which is nothing. You know, it's, it's awful. It's disgusting. And I just feel like the amount we can do because there's a bit of money at threat, if the fans got together and were very upset about a new league being created, you know, the teams are being banned, the players are being banned from playing for their country. You know, why aren't we pushing like this? And maybe we can push like this to get things like racism um, out of the game and maybe higher bands, you know. So if you just sort of compare, if you enter the Super League, you're banned from playing for your national team. But if you're racist, you just have to sort of sit on the, sit on the bench for playing games. And it's just, why, can we, why can't we apply, you know, this sort of mass hysteria to something more powerful and hopefully more engaging to make the, the, the game a better game altogether? Um, and we can apply that across, you know, various other things in football that are going on as well. But I just thought that was quite a good example. And hopefully we can all come together and, yeah, you know, I think it's, a bit, it, it, it's some, something positive to take out of it that we can all come together and, and take action, you know. Well, Toby, here in St. Louis, we are on your side. We're rooting for the fans. We're rooting for you. And we appreciate you taking some time with us today. And we advise people to, to follow you on Twitter at Arsenal underscore editor to keep up to date on what's happening. Thanks so much and have a, a great evening. Thanks so much. Great to be on. Have yourself a great day. I'm going to enjoy my uh, Friday afternoon. Thanks. Take care. <laughs> that is Toby Parks, and he is the host of the Arsenal Editor podcast, joining us on 101 ESPN. Here's the lowdown on lowering bad cholesterol from Lecvio. Lowering bad cholesterol is hard, but you could do hard. You live through five fad diets, 11 sleep training nights, nine mediocre middle school recitals, one heart attack. And with Lecvio, you can lower your bad cholesterol and keep it low with two doses a year after two starter doses. Prescription Lecvio in glycerin is given by a doctor for people with known heart disease on a statin with diet who need more help lowering bad cholesterol. Common side effects were injection site reaction, joint pain, urinary tract infection, diarrhea, chest cold, pain in legs or arms, and shortness of breath. Results may vary. Learn more at Lecvio.com or call 1-833-537-8462. Ask your doctor about Lecvio. That's L-E-Q-V-I-O. Lower, longer, Lecvio. The people who looked through 200 resumes to fill a job also waited 40 minutes for their internet to dial up. You don't wait 40 minutes for your internet to dial up. You use Upwork to quickly hire talent. This is how we work now. 